If you enjoy Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, there is an amazing resource at your fingertips full of great videos and full of technique thoughtfully explained. The website's tfsjujitsu.com. Now, this website features tons of videos that help break down various techniques and help explain step-by-step on how to get you there. With gi and no-gi instructionals, it has something for everybody who enjoys BJJ. This website has been meticulously put together by Team Balance Black Belt, Ben Tallini. And his focus was to build a website where people felt confident in the information they were getting. TFSJujitsu.com is full of videos of various positions, submissions, takedowns, and more. One of my favorite things about the website is Ben invites other instructors to share their favorite techniques and break them down into bite-sized pieces. So, listen, it's a great website. I think you guys are going to enjoy it, especially if you enjoy Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Make sure you check them out at TFSJujitsu.com. That's T-F-S-J-I-U-J-I-T-S-U.com. Welcome to this episode of the Corey Cast, where I sit down with my friend TJ. TJ owns a clothing company called Detroit Boxing Company, and they make some really comfortable stuff. And I'm not just saying that because we had an episode together. I'm not sponsored by TJ. This is really some comfortable stuff. All his clothes and his shirt look great. This conversation, we talked all about how he started the company up, where it's at now, and what his future goals and aspirations are for Detroit Boxing Company. I'm excited to share this episode with you because TJ is a great dude. So without any hesitation, here's my friend TJ. Ah, perfect. Okay, first of all, thank you for doing this. Second of all, you make awesome gear. I love this. I'm I'm wearing one of your shirts right now. It's so comfy. So tell us, yeah. tell us your name and uh, your company and and what you do. Yeah, uh, TJ Yulin. I do uh, Detroit Boxing Company. Um, it's just as of right now, it's an apparel line. So um, I just contacted a company like within the last few weeks, which you're familiar with um, as far as getting some gloves going. And I feel like that's like the, the main, the main thing in my head that I'm like, okay, I'm a legit boxing company. Like once I have the gloves, you know what I mean? Yeah. Before that, I'm really, I mean, as of right now, it's like, I'm a t-shirt company. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. What made you want to start the apparel line? Um. I actually, I was at the, uh, I was at a boxing gym in Detroit called Underdog, and uh, I, I went to a few like drop-in classes, like hit in the bag or whatever. It, you know, it's kind of like a mixture of, uh, I guess that and like one of those like boxing fitness classes. You know what I mean? Where it's kind of like, mm. it's not boxing, but it's more of like a, almost like a fitness thing. At least that's the that's the idea I have of it now. Looking back on it. Um, it's more like Tybo. It was like Tybo, right? Oh yeah, you just I think you just muted yourself. 
Uh, I think in the the bottom of the menu, there should be like a mute button. Like mute, stop camera, cam mic. There we go. Hey, hell yeah, there you go. Cool. Um, yeah, so you are saying it was like a Tybo class, kind of? Yeah, I get, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's like fitness and I guess. I mean, it was like, I guess a legitimate boxing gym, but it wasn't... It wasn't like you're like sparring and like or anything yeah. like that. And uh, I, I, went, I went online like looking at like boxing like apparel. You know what I mean? Like um, you have like Roots of Fight and Box Raw, which I feel like um, like Roots of Fight does a good job as far as the um, displaying like fighters like in honoring yeah. classic fighters. But uh, and then Box Raw like they have their own like sauna suits and stuff like that. So oh, nice. Um, but but other than those two, as far as like boxing goes, I felt like no one has like cool looking merchandise. So I was like, why don't I just make up my own thing and and see? You know, if no one likes it, I'll I'll wear it. And yeah, right. Yeah, like, I'll just do it for myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I I was like, you know, the first the first run I did, I think twenty five shirts, and uh, I made like an Instagram and. Uh, I sold them. I sold like 22 of them in like two days. And I was like, I think, I think this is going to stick. So yeah. I just like each, every dollar that the company's made, it's just been rolled back into it to, to build it. So that's funny because that's exactly what uh Curter does with 13. It's yeah. the same, whatever money he makes on it, he dumps that money right back into the club. He just uses it to order more cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. Him and I talk all the time, bounce ideas off of each other. Like, even though we're in different lanes, it's, I guess, kind yeah. of the same passion. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's good having him to, to kind of pick, pick his brain a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. How long were you planning on doing this? Like, what was the, the, the process? How did you come up with a name? How did you figure out what the first design was? Uh, I just wanted something simple. I, I don't, I don't really like busy designs in general. Like I don't wear busy stuff in my everyday yeah. life. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, something. boom, that's it. Um, so I, I just got on like one of those like shirt creator websites, you know, and I was just like typing in like different names and I, I had like Detroit boxing company and Detroit boxing supply. Mm. And I was like, eh. and then I'm like, yeah, I asked my, my fiance, I'm like, I think I'm going to start this company and you know, whatever. And I was like, what do you think? And she's like, yeah, I definitely go with the company. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm glad we did. Yeah. Cause supply sounds like it's like a warehouse, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And then when you finally had put it, how long would you say from idea when this first popped in your head to fully printing those first 25 shirts how long of a process was that for you to like actually pull the trigger was it six months was it a year it was like two weeks <laughs> mm. really mm-hmm. you know what's funny is it's a lot of times it seems to be the opposite when somebody starts a business it seems to be they sit and think on it and think 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 and then they overthink and then it never it never happens yeah i just go with anything i do i'm just like all in Let's Dude, roll. Hell yeah. I respect that. I like that. Absolutely. That, that's pretty sweet. And so when you had launched it, you did your first 25 shirts. And then what was the next product that you put out from it? Was there another t-shirt? Was it a sweater or? Yeah. So the first shirts I put out were like uh gray with the black logo. And uh, 
And then, you know, people on Facebook like, yeah, dude, I would buy one if it was black with white or I'd buy one if it was, you know, this or that color. And uh, I printed the black with the white, which I feel like is, you know, the classic colors anyway, as far as like what a lot of people would wear. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did that. And then I did like these, the new era snapbacks. Mm-hmm. That was my, my next thing so yeah so it's always these little steps right it's always like all right first we'll do the t-shirt then we'll do the hats next is boxing gloves then after that will be like legit boxing shorts right yeah 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 i mean eventually yeah for sure i want to definitely be like a contender like in the top uh you know the top companies when people are like i want to buy some new stuff let me yeah it's funny you mentioned roots of fight because that's the first company i think of when you talk about boxing stuff. It's the the first thing that I do. Oh, Roots of Fight has got Bruce, cool Bruce Lee shit. It's got Mike yeah. Tyson stuff. Like, and going through your website, it seems like that's what you guys do. Like, you guys have a lot of featured T-shirts for people, right? Right. Yeah. And like, uh, I mean, clearly that's like an inspiration. Is you know they're an inspiration to uh, to yeah to what we're doing. Um, but I wanted to specifically highlight, um, you know, Michigan fighters whether it be boxers mma uh yeah i'm open to you know whatever so i was just saying i you know when i looked at this shirt too and i went when i was looking through your website i was like oh shit did i read this right it's a platinum mike perry t-shirt holy yeah. cow i was like damn i had to i had to read it for a second i had to do yeah. a double take i didn't even know he was from flint michigan yeah so yeah he was a born in flint i think he was actually raised in florida but um, oh, okay I spent part of my youth in Flint. So I, I took that. I was like one that was like close. I was like, I have to do this shirt. Have you grown up in uh, Detroit? No, not at all. Actually. No. Oh, really? What did you grow up in Michigan though? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Born in Lapeer. And then I, I was, you know, around seven or eight years old, I moved to Flint and then uh, up into um, like middle of freshman year, I was in Flint. Yeah. Oh, so. interesting. Is are you still in Flint right now? No, no, and I never will be again. No. Is it I, is it really as bad as people say with the water conditions and stuff? Um, I have a few friends that still live there. My dad lives uh, probably three miles north, and it's. I mean, it's clearly it's not a good thing. I'm not like saying like no, I'd never move back to you know talk trash on it or anything, but it's like uh, I feel like I've like moved on. You know what I mean? And I just. Mm-hmm. I appreciate yeah. that part of my life is like really molded me into who I am. So it's, it, there's no, uh, no trash talk on Flint at all. Just, I just know that, you know, I have kids now and, uh, yeah. I raised them in the safest environment possible with the best schools. Yeah. So that's where right. I'm at. Uh, how far are you from uh, Detroit? Actually, I just moved like far as hell. Oh, so, oh really? <laughs> yeah. I still work in Detroit, but, uh, yeah, I I actually live like thirty nine miles north. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. Is Detroit yeah. really uh, as bad as? Because usually when you think of Detroit, a lot of people immediately think that it's like a rundown city. Is it still that bad, or is that just a giant misconception? Um, I guess I mean downtown, midtown area is like built up you know you got like a uh, little caesar's arena you got like quick and loans downtown so downtown is actually pretty pretty nice yeah but once you get gotcha. a little bit out you know maybe half mile to a mile out it's a different story for sure 
Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's because everybody seems to think that the second you mention Detroit, they're like, oh, what a shithole. But I think it's just the same as any other city. It's a great, like every city is awesome in their own regards, but they probably have their bad spots, right? Like they're up and coming yeah, or they're absolutely. getting rebuilt. And are there actual like ghost towns in, in Detroit? Like there's a ghost part where it used to be a neighborhood and it's just totally wiped out. Uh, there's definitely like those like dilapidated areas. Um, yeah, yeah I feel like, like every every city's got that, you know. Absolutely, it's not like somewhere where it's like, hey, let's go there. Like, yeah, 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 like, for sure, right? Yeah, no, that's Detroit is one city I've always had that I've wanted to to take a look at just because it's there's so much history in that city from, uh, like all the cars that are manufactured there. Like it's a big car city, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. totally. So yeah, going back to the Detroit boxing stuff. So the next plan is to make some boxing gloves, hopefully. Yeah. Yep. I've been actually emailing back and forth with him. Uh, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of like stuck right now on what color I want to do first. You know what mm. I mean? Do I want to do yeah. black. I want to do white. I, I don't know. See, so. I'm partial to white. I love white boxing gloves because they look so freaking clean, but black or red are like the classic colors. You know, that's the, that's the first one that everybody always picks, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was like, that's, I'm sitting here thinking like, man, like the white looks so clean, but the black is so classic. So it's like, it's hard to pick, right? I throw like uh, one of those like uh, questions up on the, on the story on Instagram or something and have like five people decide, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That's what I I always tell uh, when I, when I ask somebody if they want to be on the show, I I always say, uh, Hey, listen, the podcast is not like fucking Joe Rogan numbers. I'm not pulling you know, 10 million download, like it's probably 40 listens and 30 of them are my mom and the other 10 are my dad. Listen, <laughs> so oh. it's like, <laughs> it's, I know what you mean when you're like, oh yeah, probably 10 people, but it's, it's all right. You're getting your, it's engagement. People feel like they're part of the business. I think that's a smart move on your part. Yeah. When you order those boxing gloves, uh, do you get like a set of testers? So you know that they fit well, you can kind of work with them a little bit or is it yeah, just like you get the standard design? Yeah, I was actually just emailing with him and the ones that I've like we I talked to him on the phone for a little bit and we we're kind of going back and forth about what we should get. And, you know, they had like the synthetic or the leather and mm. and so on. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm to the point where I'm actually about to send him like the the money for the wholesale pair of the the style that I want. So you can try it out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I just with like everything, like I usually like print something like, uh, like I just did those, like some sweat shorts and mm. joggers. I'll like order stuff like one and then like wear it for a little bit. And then I'm like, okay, this is sweet. Like yeah. I'm order these orders aren't good. I'm not going to order these. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's important, especially when you run a business, I think, you especially a clothing line you really want to test that stuff out you know like you really want to make sure the quality is is what you want right especially because yeah. it's a reflection of you and your company yeah and i just don't i don't want somebody buying like like they buy the gloves and they're just like trash and then they're like yeah never supporting that company again right right because all it takes is i honestly i have one two three four five different pairs of boxing gloves upstairs and i think only one of them no two two pairs are from the same company. I've I've just every time I bought a pair, I'm just like I'll try this. I'll try this company. Like Torque, I really Torque really had great boxing gloves, but the Velcro shit out on the first probably year that I had them, and they're they're kind of unusable. I think I could get them 
to a tailor. I think a tailor will do Velcro repair on them. But yeah. I'm at the point where I'm just like the inside was kind of falling apart. So yeah, and that's all it takes. It's like one bad experience, and then they never come back to you for gloves. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've went like I've done the same thing where it's like I bought like uh, the cheap pair of gloves, and then I bought like the next step up, and, and you know, and so on. So yeah, it's like once like I don't want to wear like like right now I have like the Cleto Reyes. I don't want to like wear those, and then I order our gloves, and they like are trash. You know, yeah, like, they don't meet your expectations. Right, yeah. Because yeah. when I put those, like, Cleto Reyes on, I'm like, dude, ready for my first pro fight, like, tonight, dude. Are they laced up? Uh, no, I'm just – these are just, like, the the bag gloves. Yeah, it's – I always – I one day I'm going to splurge and get some laced up gloves only because they look so freaking cool, and I also want someone else to put my boxing gloves on for me. <laughs> I want someone else to tie them up for me. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they seem like a massive yeah. pain in the ass to use. Yeah, I'm like, so dude, with why the, would you do that? Yeah, right, right. Unless it, unless you're doing like a pro fight, right? That's that's really the only reason. How long have yeah. uh, you been training and doing boxing? Like that, uh, that was in like 2000, probably late 2018. I just kind of went in there. But up until then, it's like I've been like a fan of of boxing and and like mixed martial arts for like ever. It was oh. boxing first, and then I you know into yeah. mixed martial arts and stuff. But uh, yeah, I was like in the Marines, so like I I just thought like, dude, I can whoop anybody's ass, you know? How <laughs> am I wrong, dude? Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of a punch in the it, face. Like immediately, I'm like, oh okay, my arms are tired. Like, what's yeah. going on? Right. So, right. And especially, you know, Thai is doing Muay Thai is fun, but you have kicking, right? And doing only punching rounds, that tires me out more than anything. I could kick all day. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I could kick for five rounds nonstop and I feel and I feel pretty good. But yeah. I cannot punch for five rounds. Like that just I don't have it in me to do that. I don't know yeah. what it is. Yeah, I don't know either, dude. I actually start taking I have like weights in my office at work, like the 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 three pound and the two pound i'll just sit there like, <laughs> like that's a good idea please let me last longer next time you know what i mean yeah, like, right. man title of my sex tape damn dude <laughs> <laughs> so you have another job on top of this right yeah. what do you do uh is your full-time gig i uh i work at the veterans hospital oh so how do you how do you juggle all of this like how on top of top of being working full-time doing the t-shirt company and also being a father and training? Um, I would say my fiance for sure. Like she, yeah. uh, like holds it down no matter what. It's like any, anything like I bring up, you know what I mean? She takes it seriously. Like, Hey, I know you like anything I do. I'm like passionate about. So it's not like, I'm just like, uh, let me try this for a week or, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, I would say she probably makes it happen more than anything, but my mind never shuts off. So mm. I might be thinking about the company, like, you know, four or five hours while I'm at work, like in my yeah. head, you know what I mean? So I'm like, right. Yeah. Trying to piece it together or trying to think of the next design that's coming up. And do you, uh, one thing I want to ask too is do you print your shirts in house? Cause I think if I'm not mistaken, I think critter has a print, like a screen printer at his, at his place. Yeah, Critter actually he does some of his. I, I'm maybe maybe the majority of his he does. Okay, certain stuff that he uh, that he uh, 
outsources to uh, to a, like a print shop that we're both familiar with, Edgeman. Yeah. So, yeah. Is that who you uh, kind of contract a lot of your work out to? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like in a hardcore band for a long time. In these- Dude, of course. Of yeah, course. Yeah. It's so fun. I got to say, because it's all started with my friendship with Chris Smith. And then I did the podcast with Critter and Critter's like, dude, I got people who want to do your show here. Here's reach out to my boy, TJ. He would love to do your show yeah. and I reach out to you. And that makes sense. Hardcore music. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you like that whole thing. It's like, uh, you kind of want to like support your own, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, like I, I kind of came up with these guys and, and they've always been cool. So why, why not work together? Like why yeah. not give my money to these guys instead of some company that, you know what I mean? Yeah, that no. won't even remember your first name. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you have that company, they print all the shirts for you and everything? Yeah, I have them and then uh and one other guy who who also does a lot of work with like hardcore bands. So Oh, okay. so is the is the goal to get like your own print shop or would you rather just keep kind of contracting it out? I think it would probably be cool if I just had like a one color. You know what I mean? Just for my mm-hmm. logo stuff. That way I could, you know, Hey, you want a, a yellow shirt with pink? Oh, boom, got it. You know what I'm saying? Not right. that you would, but yeah. And what's the process when you pick out the the t- the t shirt or the sweater material? Because I'm not. Listen, I, I'm going to tell everybody right now. I you are not a sponsor of my show. I'm not just saying this because you're on my show. But this sweater is really comfortable. Like how, and it's not like a traditional sweat, like a sweatshirt that I would wear. But it's super comfortable. So how do you how do you pick them out? Yeah, I like I said, it's like you like order a couple and and see how they fit, how they feel, what the quality is, and uh, if they're good, you know, go with it. Like that, the one you have on there, like dude, they're so soft. Yeah, it's like it's so soft. It's, it's like a baby's soft. bottom. Yeah, dude. Like, I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's actually, awesome. uh, I had like the first one I did like that. I ordered myself was a. Uh, was that it, it was maybe like a darker gray that almost has like a, a sand color to it or tint to yeah. it. Have you notice that? Yeah. The, yeah. the, uh, the light kind of messes up. It makes the Detroit look like it's green, but it's actually yeah, it's me or and the hoodie is like a sandy beige's color, which is yeah. nice. Like uh what is it called? Like Heather stone or something like that. What it, that almost sounds like, <laughs> like, uh, a pottery barn candle scent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of them like, dude, don't let's not put that color uh, on the uh, description. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The pottery barn color scheme. Well, yeah, no, that's cool, man. I really like that. Like, it's just so cool, especially in this day and age. It seems so, it seems very, I don't want to say easy. Cause I, I feel like it kind of takes away from what you're doing, but it, it seems easier to start a clothing line. Like you launched this how long ago? Uh, May 1st or something of like 2019, I think was like the first post on that page. Yeah. That's so crazy. And look at all, look at all these shirts. These shirts are so cool. And then most of these shirts are, are all of them designed by you or do you have somebody else who helps you design them? Yeah. So I like draw them and uh, I'll have to send you some, uh, yeah, that that has nothing to do with the company. This the no, I just, I, that was such a great fight. I just yeah. pulled it up. Yeah, yeah. So you have a. 
another person helps you or no? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was saying. Yeah. I, I draw them like, and I'm probably the worst artist ever. Um, (laughs) I could, I could pull like a picture up real quick just to show, uh, Oh, it's rough, dude. Like the stuff I send him and then the stuff he sends back, it's just so funny. Like, well, that's good. Is this another one of your friends you met in a hardcore band? Uh, he's not in a hardcore band, but, um, Oh, he is in a hardcore band. Yeah, yeah, actually, he was. Yeah, that's funny. That's you know, I will say one thing about the hardcore scene is everybody supports everybody, and it seems every single one of you guys I met is just so friendly. You know, they're so friendly and so positive. Yeah, I think when you find your like your group of people, it, it like it clicks. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also unexpected for a, a bunch of dudes who smash in a mosh pit and hit each other. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't expect that kind of sweet, mellow behavior. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't mosh dude. <laughs> you don't No, It's probably better that way. Yeah. No, I would probably take it personal. I, I, no. <laughs> I enjoy the rules, dude. <laughs> how, how many hours would you say in a week do you devote to uh, the clothing line? It really depends. Like this Tommy Hearns thing. I'm like, uh, you know, trying to push it, contact people and you know what I mean? Like, so it's like off and on throughout the day. I feel like I'm just putting time into it. So I, I, I couldn't even give you a actual time frame. Yeah. There's some people who are very methodical about that. And they're like, I put X amount of time in my, it's, I just spend time thinking I'm a real estate agent. So I'm always like, I'm always, I don't tally up my hours at the end of the week, but I'm probably, like 40, 45, maybe some weeks 50. There's some weeks I I don't really do too much, so it's hard to tally that up. But some people are so methodical about that. I just yeah. like to show that there's different methods to things, right? Like you can be very successful and spend your five hours a week at this, you know? Like it's kind of in a sense where I was telling 13 about 13, uh, Critter about 13 was uh, you kind of get what you put into it with a clothing company, right? You kind of if you invest all your time and all your money into it, you're going to, you're going to get that, that stuff back. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, like, I mean, even our, our, our labels, like now we have like the print, the, the thing that prints the labels and all that stuff, like the, the bags, the, the black bags and stuff like that. It's like my fiance does all that stuff. She's mm-hmm. like, let's, order, let's make this stuff look better. Let's make it look more professional. You know what I mean? Like I said, you order from like uh, Roots of Fight, Box Raw. Like the packaging is like, uh, is you're, it's like an experience opening it. You know what I mean? You're like, dude, this yeah. is so cool, right? Like, and that's that's what Critter said about what he liked about uh, the Johnny Cupcake stuff. I remember him bringing that up and saying that you know the package was so unique, the T-shirt design was really cool, and when you opened it, it felt like it was this experience. It felt like you were you were enjoying this moment rather than uh, here's a here's a brown box or yeah, here's like a, you're getting like a gift. It's yes. Like right. I, the last thing I bought from boxer, I was the Gervonta tank Davis, like signature sweatshirt that they like put out right before his last fight. Yeah. And, like I opened it. I'm like, dude, the bags labeled, you know what I mean? Like then mm-hmm. the tags on it, it's like a, it's a regular tag, but there's like four or five cards in it. And it had like, one picture was like uh, like a silhouette of him, and then the back side of it like was his whole story. I was like, this Whoa. is like, yeah, I got, cool. Yeah, what I a cool way to do that, and especially honor um, a bunch of badass people. You know, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Is there a, is there like a certain boxer that you look up to? Is there somebody that you try to emulate their game? Dude, I, I can look at, uh, you know, I mean, you look at like Lomachenko or, you know, yeah, any of those guys and you're like, well, I'm going to try that next time. I'm gonna do <laughs> no, and then you just get annihilated. <laughs> you How, how's this not working for me? dude? <laughs> so it's like you pick stuff from every, every fighter. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm like probably partial to the uh, Michigan guys. You know what I mean? Like Tony Harrison and stuff. That's like one of my actually so but right, like, especially you, know, when you grew up in the area you know like you grew up in the area you know these fighters and uh you spent a lot of time kind of looking up to them you know absolutely yeah yeah have you got to train with uh any like cool detroit boxers um i like right now i'm with uh i train with the uh the uh strength and conditioning coach of cronk uh jeff waters um at that first gym, I was at uh, Cornelius K9 Bundridge. He's a two-time IBF champion. He was uh, training my son, and then there's a couple other guys. But I mean, I, mean, I go to like Tony's gym and see Tony all the time. But like, I don't don't ever like train with them. I kind of, you know, they have their fighters in there, and I I would never ever try to take away any time yeah. <laughs> that is going to go towards somebody that has like a career in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or right. looking to do that. So. I mean, if it came up to where he's like, hey, come down and let's, you know, whatever, I'd be down. I'd probably last about two rounds and <laughs> my arms anymore. How many, uh, how many days a week do you think you train? Right now, only one, dude. Yeah. You know, take the stairs at work and try to get into shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's uh, What does it look like training like for you guys in Michigan? Do you guys have to wear a mask or no mask? I wear like a private thing. So, uh, you know, if you want to wear a mask, go ahead. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So they're yeah. not strict on it. You have like the temperature, the thermometer and, uh, you know, honest, if you have any symptoms, stay home, you know? Yep. Yeah. 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 New York's a little bit more strict. We have to take, uh, um, you gotta wear your mask the whole time you train. We got to take your temperature and it's weird that we can only use an anal thermometer. I don't understand why we can switch to a forehead thermometer. It's probably New York. Then. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was waiting for your reaction. You were like, "Oh shit, is he serious?" <laughs> like I was saying, I like as far as like uh, public gyms, I'm not sure what the actual rules are. You know what I'm saying? This is like yeah, a yeah. private thing, so you know, All different rules. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's right. Would you ever want to do like a amateur fight, an amateur boxing fight? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like. Uh, the guys that I'm like training with now, there's like two other guys and they, uh, they are ready to go. So it's like, that's like my goal is like the, the masters thing. Yeah. And that's the thing with, uh, with boxing, it's so strictly regulated. I always forget, like, it's confusing to me how it, how it essentially works. Cause there's different classes and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah all that stuff confuses the shit out of me. Up. So. I'm sorry. What'd you say? The master's division is 35 years and older. And then I think you got to compete with somebody within 10 years of your age. And then I think within 12 pounds. Okay. Yeah. What, so what weight class do you think you'd fight at? I'm trying to fight a heavyweight, dude. What do you, what would you fight at? I said, I'm trying to cut weight cause I don't want to fight a heavyweight. <laughs> oh, what is heavyweight in boxing? I don't even know. Uh, well, I, I weigh 205. So I, I'm in that range. I believe it's 201 or 202. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's not sure. 
Boxing, the weight classes are a little weird. Yeah, I can never. They're all over the place. I can never. I can never keep track of them. Yeah, like every like it seems like six, seven pounds. Yeah, yeah, right. It's every six pounds or something like that. That's what I like about the UFC. Ten pound increments. I don't have to think about shit other than when you get to one seventy. Then they're just like they throw everything out the window. They're like, screw it. (laughs) Fifteen pounds. You're going up twenty pounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You watch uh, MMA and stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Who do you think is the best boxer in UFC right now? Well, after a couple weeks ago, probably uh, Max Holloway. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, right? Everybody, everybody's saying Max Holloway after after he lit up uh, uh, Cater, right? Yeah, yeah no, I, I, was, I think it was Cater. Be the, like Max is like, uh, uh, you know, he's a warrior. But I, I was like, dude, Cater can box, dude. He's got. I know, and especially man, the highlights and stuff when. You know, he's just slipping the punches and stuff. Oh my god, I get chills when I watch it. I'm just like, ooh, good, yeah, he's like googly, googly. Commentators, he's like, I'm the best boxer in the UFC as he's like slipping. I'm like, oh ooh, my god, are you kidding? That, that moment is iconic. That's the kind of moment where I'm sitting watching at home. I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be on his highlight reel probably for the rest of his life. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh. like I know he's good. I know he's like, yeah. probably you know. Pound for pound, he should be up there in probably the top five like UFC. I don't even know what yeah. the pound rankings are, but yeah, he no, be, for sure. Especially, yeah. you know, it's when uh, when it comes to fighting high level guys. Max Holloway shows up every time. There is no there is no quit in Max Holloway. You know no. what I mean? Yeah, even in that Poye fight, I felt like. Poye, the only I think the only issue was that Poye was just too big. Yeah, Poye is a big. He is a big dude, right? He's a big fifty five er, and and Max is like obviously like he his. I know he walks around heavier, but like mm-hmm. I don't think his frame is like anywhere near as big as Poye. So it's like yeah, you know, man, that's no, it's all it's all just uh, it's interesting to me that it's. There's so many like parallels between MMA and boxing, but there always seems to be the myth for me, the missing piece to get me totally into watching hooked watching boxing fights, right? You could ask me right now who the welterweight champion is in boxing, and I have no idea. Right? There's so many different divisions, right? Divisions and in yeah. East Coast, what like they're all over the place. And I mean you could kind of make the same argument for MMA, but there's really only two top dogs right at least when you talk yeah, about sure. honestly I, I i watch probably ufc uh 99 of the time i think yeah. i'll tune into that that bellator uh one coming up with um rumble against yo romero dude that is a ufc fight everybody wanted to see yeah <laughs> are you it kidding me? a little late but at the same time it, there's no way it's not gonna like oh my god rumble johnson coming back Yo Romero looking yoked at every bit of 44. Yeah, that's insane. Or 45. I was just talking about that. Uh, I think Rumble, when he fought uh, Glover Teixeira, he hit him with an uppercut, and Glover hit the ground, and then his teeth hit the ground after him. Oh. Like, Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Who's, who's like your favorite uh, MMA fighter right now? 
hard, dude. It's like everybody I like is getting beat up, dude. Yeah, I know. It's that's <laughs> like, that's what's hard about this. I find myself more times than not saying, my heart says so and so is gonna win because I I love them, but my head says so and so is gonna win, right? Like my head and my heart are always a uh, are at conflicts with each other. Yeah, but if I had to pick one, hmm, man. I, I don't even know, dude. I, I like. I, I couldn't. I couldn't pick one either. Yeah, I really, I, I really like Cody Garbrandt. I know mm-hmm. that he's like kind of chinny, but at the same time, I just love that he goes out and he's like, "Let's throw." You know what you I know mean? You know what I liked about Cody was in his. You know, there's some fighters that have like a flow state, right? Like when you see them hit a flow state where they're moving that like Max Holloway versus uh, Cater, right? When he was dodging the punches and he looked over and he was like, I'm the best boxer in the UFC. Whoop, misses a punch, dodges, flows, slips that punch. Like he's in a flow state. And when Cody fought Dominic Cruz, he was in this flow state from start to finish that whole entire round. And I don't think I've seen Cody fight in that same state since that fight. Like he always just starts swinging at people. You know what I mean? I mean, it it worked out for when he fought – Rafael Sunsau that he knocked out, right? That split second knockout yeah, at the bell, yeah. Right, I think that was him. I could be, I could be wrong. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Though he's like he hits him and then the bell goes off. I'm like, yeah. Now, now I'm like, I don't think I have it right, but yeah. There's also like the same type of fighter that's uh, in boxing, um, Sean Porter. It's like. He may not win all the time, but he brings it every single time. So it's like a fight that I like never want to miss. You know what I mean? John Porter, you said his name is? Porter, yeah. He's at one point. Look him up after. Yeah. So, no, yeah. That's sweet. so um, going back to your uh, uh, to the clothing line, how do you the, – the term market a company is kind of weird because it's a very broad term and it covers a lot of things. But how would you say that you market your your clothing line? Is it mostly only through Instagram? Is it just through social media? Where do you spend most of your dollars, if any, on marketing? Yeah, it's funny. Like <laughs> Today I was like driving home like, dude, what is marketing? Dude, yeah. And I tell everybody I talk to, and they probably think I'm bullshitting, but I'm like, listen, I'm not a businessman. Like, bullshit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, but yeah, people probably think I'm lying, dude. I just, I'm, I'm just a normal dude trying to build a brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I, I would say probably Instagram and Facebook, and then like, it's like it, it seems like a lot of my friends. Uh, support what I do. You know what I mean? And it's like the same, there's like the same few people that are, are getting multiple orders. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, dude, yeah. Like I have a lady bought a bunch of sweatshirts. Um, I want to say it was like early December and I was like, it was like the biggest order we've had. And I was like, Oh my God, like, thank you so much. Like this money's going to go towards the photography so I can like update the faith, like not the Facebook, but the, uh, the website and then what are you gonna update about the website large again so it's like yeah i'm just like the next step is for sure the website and uh getting the pictures updated on that to where it's professional more professional 
I think it looks pretty. I think it looks pretty good too right now. It's all right. It's, what do you? Uh, who did you use to design the website? Uh, my buddy Jeff, actually. My name is Jeff. So, sorry, it was a stupid ass joke. He uh, he put this whole thing together. Yeah, yeah. He. Uh, I don't even remember how this even came about. I may have like asked him about it, and he's like, "Let me try it," and uh, he's been helping me out ever since. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. man, it's so cool when you have good friends and you can just kind of pick their brain about stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? To say yeah. like to be able to call up Critter and be like, "Hey, man, I'm thinking about dropping a new a new T-shirt line." Are there any colors or concepts that you've had really good success with, dude? I fucking love this shirt. Dude, so I, I think that's like the hardest shirt we have. Dude, I love that. That is solid. What's the uh, what's the farthest you've had to ship an order out to? I know we've done overseas. I don't even know what country, dude. It must have been so weird getting that order from like Thailand or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah, over somewhere Europe or, uh, yeah, I don't know. But either way, even like, even when we first started, it's like, uh, I was thinking like, dude, why do people, you know, uh, Tony Harrison wore like this hat on um, on Fox in like, yeah, in like June. So like the company started in, in like May and then like June 22nd or 23rd, he wore it on Fox. You know what I mean? And so California bought the hat and I was like, dude, I'm shipping something to California, like Detroit boxing company. You know what I mean? So, and then now like the new thing, my, my fiance does all the shipping stuff and she's like, Hey, uh, like, like in through November through December, you ship this many miles to this many different States, this many different countries. And she does like, has all that info. And I'm like, I don't even know where to even log in to look at anything. That's okay. So I got a reference and I just, I did a podcast too with a home inspector. His name is Chris green and it is the same thing with him that his like wife takes care of a lot of the administrative stuff and he goes out more in the field. And I've got to say, I think that is a recipe for probably the best case business partner, right? Like a yin and yang sort of thing where you were coming up with all these ideas, the t-shirts, how to print them, all that stuff. And then you have your, fiance who's able to kind of like break down these numbers tell you which prints have been the most successful where you've shipped to that year like that's that's powerful stuff to have yeah yeah it's like jeff with the website thing and then uh he's like the one like hey this shirt sold the best this year the this this sold the best this year you know what i mean so there's that and then there's like my fiance that's like dude if it wasn't for her, I'd probably still be like folding the shirt, putting it in like a, a priority bag and see you later. <laughs> yeah. Right. But now it's like, I enjoy like getting these orders and like tagging them. And like, she, she came up with like pretty much all of that. You know what I mean? The yeah. whole shipping thing is like absolutely her. That's cool. What, and what does she do for a living? She's a first grade teacher. Oh, so, so she does that. And then she's helping you out too with your t-shirt company. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dude, respect to you. What's your fiance's name? Caitlin. Dude, respect to Caitlin. Yeah, dude. I'm lucky. And like I said, like uh, I have a seven-year-old son that um, is from a previous relationship. And uh, she's just on it, dude. Like, That's awesome. I, yeah. You couldn't ask for anything better than that. No, yeah, I know. I'm like, dude, I'm so blessed. Like, to, lucky to – I mean, her in general. But then it's like the uh, – 
the benefits of of having yeah. it's like just like oh, shit like yeah it's you a good yin and yang and I think that's what makes a really good relationship work too that it's not just so much like you guys like to do everything to, you guys all like the same things you guys probably have a lot of shared common interests but having that yin and yang and different really. personalities <laughs> you know? we, we like like serial killer stuff uh, yeah and just kind of hanging out you know what I mean yeah but like oh, uh, yeah. she doesn't care for boxing you know no <laughs> So like rascal flats and but do you know what she does care about is watching her her man succeed yeah it's almost to be honest it's like uh it's like a team effort so it's not even like it's not even like me succeeding it's like hey like we are yeah you know I mean? so that's cool yeah it, but the thing like i get caught up because i'll be thinking so much and sometimes i don't mention stuff I'm, and i'm like hey yeah this is going on dude like yeah like, right like a few weeks ago, like the, like when, where did I, I went to Woodward sports network and uh, met up with art that, that has a, he has a podcast there. Um, it's like a uh, MMA podcast. Oh, and nice. Darren McCarty was like in the lobby and I'm like, I don't know if you know who that is, but who is it? Darren McCarty. No, who's that? He's like, uh, he played for the Red Wings. He was like one of the, the, uh, I would say enforcers. Oh yeah, that's the dude that you had the you got the picture with, right? Yeah, he's got like the the hoodie. With the yeah, black. yeah. So tell uh, tell me the story of this guy then. Yeah, so uh, like I said, um, he was on the uh, Cup teams in the nineties, and I think I'm not sure if he was on the Cup team in the early two thousands. They won an O two. As well. So 96, 97, 97, 98 cup, he was there. And then I think 02, I'm not, don't quote me, but uh, he was like, he's like the dude that fought Claude Lemieux. Like, if you ever look up like the hockey fights, that's probably like the number one. The biggest one. In the Red Wings, just, yeah. It was a massive like, fight. Yeah, he just crushes people. So it's like, <laughs> that's like the perfect dude to ever be able to put on our stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I Art introduced me, and uh, he sat down, and we just talked about life. Like uh, it was insane that he actually took the time to even sit down, and you know what I mean, and so, talk to you, right? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like just like sports; it was like real life, like you know, depression yeah. and and you know, uh, yeah, just was that crazy for you? How did that feel? That must have been wild, huh? Kind of, yeah. It's like, dude, why would you even want to talk to me? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not like, I'm just, I honestly just keep myself and just keep it moving. Don't really talk to many people. So, yeah. yeah everybody's so, different, you know, especially yeah. you don't have to be super social when you uh, own a clothing company. You don't have to be super social. Just enough to get it off the ground and then uh, do a podcast with your new friend. That's all. Yeah, absolutely, dude. That's cool. So, uh, have you been able to train anywhere like outside of Detroit? Has it always been in uh, Michigan? Just here, yeah. Like we went on vacation um, in Florida. Uh, I think in nineteen, we're gonna go to uh, what's his name, uh, Jason Perello. Perello. Mm-hmm. He uh, he has a UFC fighter that fights. It might have been Nico Price trains down there, the hybrid mm-hmm. or whatever. He fought. Yeah, so Nico Price, baby. I think I think that's who trains there as far as like MMA goes. But uh, gotcha. he actually trains his son there, who's a boxer. Um, 
I was supposed to go there, didn't end up going. I had my gloves, had everything, and I you uh, know, ended up going to the beach more than <laughs> yeah. Worried about that. So, you know what's cool is when uh, I what I learned when I travel and train that I get to realize how how like man, it's hard. I guess what I would say privilege how privileged I am to train in a great school like Taikai because Taikai has. It sounds silly, but it has two rooms, right? There's like the grappling room. There's a striking room. We have a cage. We have a heavy bag room. We have a locker room with more than just one bathroom and more cubbies than just one. I've been able to travel and go to places that don't even have a locker room. You change in like a closet. There's nothing. There's no showers. They literally just have a room that's probably like... 15 by 15, you know, you kind of forget how really lucky you are when you kind of have been in a good spot your whole life. You know what I mean? And add the benefit is that you get to pick up on somebody else's teaching techniques or you get to learn from somebody that, that you're not totally used to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I love Chris and I've been training with Chris man for so long, but even when you go from training with Chris to my friend Jimmy, there's just so many different nuances and so many different things that I learn from them every time I go with them that it's kind of nice. And then you get a whole nother look because they're not even in the same school as you when you get to see what other schools are doing and other schools are working. You know, it's kind of it's just a breath of fresh air, you know? Yeah, it's like sparring with like a new person anyway. It's like yeah. you like trying to set something up and it's like you notice the little things, but then the next guy doesn't do that at all. He's more of like a shoulder roll kind of guy or. Yep. Dude, I'll share. So we had a guy that come to uh, Taikai a long time ago. I think it was probably 2014, 15. Somewhere in there. And he was getting ready for uh, his Bellator fight. And I was time sparring with him and we called it time sparring, but the guy was new to our school. He's never been to our school. And I forget what brought him in the area, but he kept throwing a hook to the body and then he would throw like a light kick, right? So he would throw a hook to the body, then light kick, hook to the body, light kick through the the fourth hook to the body. And then he head kicked me and flash knocked me out. And nobody, that was the first time I've ever been one been knocked down and knocked out. But two, nobody ever was faking a hook to the body and then a head kick up top. Right. But at their gym, that is their money. That is something they work on. That's something that they're repetitive over and over and over again. So it's always interesting to me to see that some schools have their routes that they take, you know, some fighters yeah. have their path that they like to, to carve out. Absolutely. Who was that? That, that dude, I can't remember the guy's name probably because he fucking starched me, <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't like I, blacked out and i didn't remember where i was it was like literally i remember shielding for the body kick and as i came up i came into the head kick and then the next thing i knew was me hitting the floor so i don't remember my path from standing to falling yeah so i was i guess i wasn't totally knocked out but it was still pretty scary yeah because <laughs> yeah. i mean i don't maybe that's why i don't remember his name tj <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, uh, i listened to that actually that episode uh i I messaged you about uh, Mike. Oh, Mike Musatelli. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good uh, story. Dude, I like that podcast too because he was uh, especially transparent. And Mike's always been that way. Like he wasn't just doing that for the podcast. He has always been that way 
since I've been friends with that guy. Like he's always just been brutally honest with, with himself and his friends. And that's one thing that I've always treasured about Mike is that it was never like frills and bullshit for people. And he's got a really great story from coming up from being amateur fighting in bars <laughs> to fighting on the pro scene in Bellator. Like that's, that's pretty big. That's something you should put your, you know, put your feather in your cap for, you know, for sure. Yeah. He might not have a belt, but like every experience, like he said, like the Thailand thing, like yeah. all that, it's like, you don't get to do that kind of stuff. Like not many people do anyway. It's yeah. like being a band. It's like, I was telling my fiance, we're like, want to go to the east coast and my son wants to hit like wants to go up in the uh, statue of liberty and yeah. go to martin luther king memorial and it's like dude i i've like my band has played new york so many times so i yeah. went there for free so now it's like hard to like be like i gotta pay hey. yeah <laughs> yeah right right but yeah so to be able to i mean even further with that with him doing that i i know he said thailand he got tattooed by somebody and yeah yeah some shaolin monk or some shit this <laughs> is badass yeah for sure yeah i enjoyed oh, that that's one. cool dude next time you are in new york you need to hit me up and if i'm ever in michigan i'm hitting you up so we can hit folks Smith sometimes yeah i'm in Absolutely. dude i appreciate you doing this i thought this was a lot of fun and you make some really good quality shit i really like this this sweater and i'm i'm probably gonna have to order a t-shirt here soon yeah that one you pulled the last one you pulled up the Damn. one that i I'm like the hugest fan of that yeah. shirt. Bro, I love that shirt. I also, I'm a sucker for those ones that are like patch on the chest, big display on the back. I'm a sucker for those t-shirts. Dude, thanks for doing this, and I appreciate you. What we'll do is when this ends, send me um, like all your links to your social media and website and all that jazz, and I'll put it in the show description. So anybody listening or watching right now, go to the uh, description below you can click all that jazz uh, and you can see TJ and we can support our friend TJ. Cool. Excellent, dude. Thanks a lot, man. Dude, you're awesome. No, you are. Thanks. I appreciate your time though. For real. Thank you so much for listening to the show. The love and support that you guys show me is such a wonderful thing from the text messages to social media posts. It's just a constant reminder of how many awesome people I have in my life. If you want to support the show, make sure you subscribe, follow, like the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Share it with your friends and tell them what your favorite episode is. If you think yourself or someone you may know would be great on the podcast, reach out to me and we can make it happen. I love putting these out and getting a chance to talk to so many interesting people is so incredible. So thank you for giving me your time, and I appreciate you guys more than I can put into words. I love you people very much.